Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Make no mistake, if you're an author, you're an entrepreneur. You're selling the world on your book, aren't you? Of course, it's not as easy as launching a business and then tossing any old book up on Amazon. That's why I help entrepreneurs publish books on the specific topic and in the specific way that will launch or grow their businesses. Welcome to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with your professor, Anna David. Well, hey there. Welcome to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy. It's your host, Anna David. Today we're doing uh, the How to Fix a Broken Book segment. And in this episode, oh, I forgot to tell you, this is brought to you by Book Elevator Pitch. If you want to know what that is, and if you're writing a nonfiction book, you need to know what that is. Go to best, Jesus Christ, go to bookelevatorpitch.com. So today's guest has two books out there, or let's call it a book and a half, because she has a book uh, that came out in 2015 called If They Have to Behave for You to Be Okay, You're Screwed. And then she released a, she had a screenplay that won awards and um, she made it into a play and that's called Broken and that came out, um, she released it 2021. So what we did here is we went through both Amazon pages, both titles, both covers, descriptions, all the things, and talked about ways that it could be improved. She's committed to relaunching both. And uh, I think this is terribly exciting. So if you want to see the current book pages we're talking about, however, this will make plenty of sense, even if you don't. If you want to pick up tips, because I swear to God, even though it's somebody's uh, else's experience, you're going to be able to walk away with such practical tips about um, how to <clears throat> make all the right decisions for your book or relaunch effectively. Just grab the show notes. Go to LegacyLaunchPadPub.com slash blog slash Misty. And now I give you Misty McAfee, How to Fix a Broken Book. Well, hello, my lady. Hi, Anna. How are you? I'm excited we're doing this. You are my second How to Fix a Broken Book situation. Oh, good. Good. Um, and it was really, really... I, I, get, I get like more bossy than usual. So just a warning. Um, so, so you have two books, but one is a play, correct? Yes. Explain, please. Well, my screenplay for Broken got into Austin Film Festival and then it was optioned. And when I got the option back because they didn't make it, all the heat had kind of run off of it. And I was like, okay, how do I 
refurbish this basically. And somebody suggested it would make an amazing play. I was like, oh yeah. And then I'm trying to get Hello Sunshine to see it. I'm trying to get anyone to see it. And if I make it a book, then I retain the rights. Mm-hmm. And I think I released it. It has to do with um, pro-choice, pro-life, like a story like that. And I released it four days before we saw all this going downhill. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. pretty relevant. Um, It was a year ago. I'm looking. It says August 21st of 2021, a year from our recording. So, okay. And what, and then before that, you um, talk about your previous book. So my book, If They Have to Behave for You to Be Okay, You're Screwed. That came from me being in recovery and sponsoring so many women. And I would repeat myself with my stories to them. So I would talk to them about um, different life events that I had that taught me things. And one girl said, you should put this in a book. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is a really good idea. So I do not have to keep going through all this. Just go to Amazon 498. Like I wasn't trying to make money off that book. Right. Um, But I just wanted to get it all down, get all the thoughts down about codependency kind of. And in your day life, you're both a writer and a marketer. Is that right? Yes. Well, I was in a marriage for 18 years and our son was going to school and he was like, you know what? Like work, don't work, like whatever. And I got to write and go to screenwriting class and just focus on my writing. It was great. And then he did this little thing where he relapsed after 18 years. And I was like, all of a sudden I need to get in the workforce. So I went in the workforce and just like, you know, just pretty much doing everything Mm -hmm. events real estate, copywriting, marketing, like somebody employ me. Right. While I write. And what's your favorite? What's your main gig out of those? I'm doing marketing now, but my favorite out of everything is writing. Like if I could just have that and be in front of the picturesque window in Montecito. Right. Right. Just saying. I mean, and I, my whole thing is, that's wonderful. So let's find a career that can allow you to write because making a living off of writing is just happens for 0.0001% of the population doesn't happen for me. So, so is there a book you could write that would serve your marketing business? Oh, oh. Or one of these books that's a passion clearly a passion for you. Is there a way to build a business around one of them? That's a really good idea. That's a really good idea. And what it reminds me of is uh, Pilar Alessandra, which is a screenwriting uh, person. I was telling her about all these pitch ideas for a story I had. And she was like, yeah, but I've heard about how you grew up. And it's crazy. Like, why don't we just start there? And you're doing the same thing to me where it's like, oh, yeah, like, write what you know. I mean, and I mean, my thing is, um, I always thought, you know, writers don't get compensated, obviously, like highly paid screenwriters do, but I'm not a big fan of let's put the the power in someone else's hands and, you know, put, you know, put, we know Hollywood, it's like, you know, impossible to predict what's going to happen. So let's, 
And writing skills are very well compensated if you can find a way. All a business is, is you got to get people to pay you to do what you do. So how can you use your writing skills to create a book that will make you the expert in your field so that people will pay you lots of money to do so, so, but let's talk about these two books. So when I look at any in the show notes, I'll link to the book pages, but you're going to be able to, anyone listening, you'll be able to understand this even without looking. So if you have to behave for, if they have to behave for you to be okay, you're screwed. How to keep your peace when everyone else is doing it wrong. I'm going to say, I really like the cover. I never really like anybody's covers. So that that's my thumbs up. I'm going to jump into what I think could be improved. The title on Amazon is in all caps. And then the subtitle is in lowercase. I would absolutely change that. I would make um, the whole thing. I actually don't know what that's called when it's a title. So the first letter of each word is capitalized. Uh, but the rest aren't. So to me, like my whole thing is like, you want this book to look as legit as any book out there. And that is, you know, and then there's a period at the end of the title. Got to get rid of the period. Okay. Checking in. What year did I do that one, by the way? You did it. It was a while ago, 2015. Okay. Okay. I love that you don't know. better. And you, this none of this is meant to make you feel badly. This is meant to make you go, oh my God, this has a second chance to do even better, even more yes. for me. Yes, I agree. It's kind of like seeing that like younger version of yourself. That's what it feels like. Right, right. It's like, oh, sweet baby. Ah, sweet babies, learning. So there is a very short book description and you have, so- Amazon's the third largest search engine in the world. So the longer your book description, the better, you know, that are that's packed with keywords, the better the chances of people finding it, of people who have issues with codependence finding it. Um, I think uh, codependence would be a great word to get into this. I don't see that word anywhere. And I do think with how-to books, Amazon, um, allegedly, I, I, you know, Bezos hasn't told me the secret, but they really insert prioritize bullet points. Plus our brains like bullet points. So I like a description that has, you know, three to four paragraphs with, this is what you're going to get with bullet points. There are studies that show if you put at the end, press up, click, add to cart or buy now with one click, even though that's super obvious, it's going to motivate some people to do that. Crazy. So those are my suggestions for the um, the description. I was about to start taking notes. I'm like, wait, this is recorded. This, this is, is a podcast. Yeah. You're okay. You're Keep okay. Going. <laughs> okay. You're about the author is written in the first person. I would absolutely change that. Um um, you know, uh, Missy McAfee, it is pronounced McAfee, right? Yes. Thank you. Are you related to the scandalous John McAfee? McAfee? No, I'm not related. Oh, you but... nodded. I was like, fun. Oh, no. Um, Sorry, it cut. <laughs> um, so, you know, Missy McAfee's uh, such a good name, a screenwriter and author living in Los Angeles. I, I, I'm a big fan of an author bio that is super You know, I know that people like the sassy sentences in there. I keep it super professional. 
Um, so with my amazing family, I'm sure they're amazing. We don't need that in the author bio. Um, it's also written in like, um, each line's a different kind of paragraph and I would keep it one paragraph. Um, it's, you're talking in the bio about like why you wrote this book. Don't need that in this. Um, so, okay. That, that's my, about the author advice. Um, when we get down to publisher, it says Misty McAfee, which as we just discussed is a great name. You can make up the name of a publisher and it's going to sound more professional. So good. So, so good. good. And especially now that all the publishing companies have these, um, why am I forgetting the name of not divisions, but, uh, whatever companies within the companies, nobody knows the difference between, you know, I, you know, um, it could be like codependence publishing. That's not a good name. And nobody's going to know the difference between that and a division of random house. Um, yeah. So I could do like St. Harton's press. Absolutely. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But you could do broken press. Don't love it, but you know, whatever's going to help brand you. Um, I love your author photo. Got nothing but good things. I'm going to click follow on your Amazon thing. Um, And that's a good note. Encouraging people to click follow on your Amazon author. Um, It's on your, it's on your book page, um, but you can also send out the link. That means they're going to get an email every time you release a book. How insanely amazing is that? Nobody talks about this because we're always trying to get people to follow us everywhere. So my bio on my personal website says, please click here to follow Anna on Amazon. Um, Okay. Uh, Then you have a list of books. Um, So your author bio should be the same. Oh, you don't have editorial reviews. So you're, so you have your author bio twice and it's two different descriptions. So I would say author bio once, um, written in the third person with editorial reviews. What you can actually do is you go into your Amazon author central account. You can take those reviews, uh, Catherine home down below, seriously life-changing, and you can actually paste them up above. So you've got blurbs and reviews up there. Um, excellent. So then there's a video section. This one's really hard because you can't upload your own videos there, but, uh, readers can, no matter how many times I encourage, I'm like, please make a video. And it can just be them holding the book or whatever. It's really awesome. If people do that, they seem to do it rarely. Um, okay. Scrolling down, Amazon now offers, um, everybody has the opportunity to do something that's called a plus content where have you seen those, those book pages where it's like different quotes from the book. It's like different, gorgeous kind of, um, art. Yes. You can can do that. Um, I'm too untech savvy to know how to do it, but my team does it and it's gorgeous. Um, these reviews, are these people, you know, did they, how did you get reviews? I would say 90% mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are people that I know. And I, I just said, you know, on Facebook, and again, it was a million years ago, everybody was pretty centrally located there. I just yep. said I released a book and everybody was like, what? Right. Oh, okay. Problem number two. 
<laughs> Nobody should say what when you release the book, because we should be building our audiences um, and, and continuing to emphasize that this is who we are. This is what we do so that when the book comes, people are like, finally, because yeah. you said you had women you were helping in recovery who really needed this. So, which means that if there's one, there's a, you know, a million. So there are women and is it, it's just for women. Is the book no, book? no, I feel like it's for anyone. Yeah, it's for anyone. And then I'll just say, you know, my whole, the cliche, the riches are in the niches. I think it's better if you can drill down and make it for, and it doesn't mean it's for women, but if it's possible, you know, then I don't know that many men are going around and buying books on, you know, codependence. So Anna here. Now, are you an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish a book about your own failures turned successes? Well, good news. That's what my company, Legacy Launchpad, does. Find out more at LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. That's LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. Now, should you do a book, you ask? I think so. Why? Because you're worth it. Now back to the show. But I do sponsor some men. Oh, you do? Yes, who um, identify as gay mm-hmm. and they have the codependency issues. I mean, I just suddenly got excited about it's a book for gay men. But you, <laughs> a, a woman, a straight woman probably shouldn't write a book for gay men. Telling them, But but yeah. so so everything I'm throwing out is just an idea. Um, I, cause I good, don't know. Let's say good ideas. Good. Well, I'm throwing really out good, good ideas. ideas, but they don't necessarily have to be right. You know, like I, I think you're challenging me and going, well, no, no, it's not for women. One thing that, um, again, this is hard to control. If you do great keyword research on, um, your book, um, and those, then your keywords, like we talked about codependence or codependency, codependent, um, you know, to, I mean, I, I absolutely love your title. Um, but I think your subtitle could absolutely have keywords incorporated into it. So could your book description and the amazing thing. So could your bio. So, and, and you can tell people, especially if you're telling people, please review my book and they, they really want to support you, but like they're, they don't know what to write and maybe they haven't finished it. You can say, here are some words you could use because even keywords even count in reviews when people. Oh, are great. Them, right. Like that. Yeah. Okay. So that's book number one. Do you have any questions about what I Yeah. Think? Like I'm wondering if there's somebody on Fiverr that I can pay to kind of streamline this for me. Like it just seems like. One is from 2015, so my brain's not there. But I and I I don't know about the keywords either. But I really want to do that. Like I really think all of those ideas are great, and I'm not a fan of the subtitle. Okay, so I would not hire somebody on Fiverr because they're not going to be an expert in Amazon. Honestly, I look at this and I go, this it would take me 10 minutes to mm. do, to do those things. Like what I'm these are quick fixes. Um, I do think you, do you, do you, um, your Amazon author central account, you have used it because you put your bio and your photo and in a video there. I watched the video, thought the video was really awesome. So I would explore that more. There are so many opportunities. Um, 
so I, here's here is the thing. If we're going to change the subtitle, you then need a new ISBN. Therefore, you can't keep those reviews, but it's seven reviews. I know, oh, 14. Jesus, sorry, I have them. Um, I think you could um, absolutely, you know, you're just such a charming girl, put the effort in and get a lot more. Um, if you want to do that about a book you wrote in 2015 when your head isn't even there, maybe you don't. So that's something to weigh because, because it does exist. It would take, like I said, it could take someone 10 minutes to streamline what you have. And if you change the subtitle, it's a lot more work because it's new cover. Okay. I have a question for you because when I originally wrote this in 2015, I really wanted to say if they have to behave, you're effed. Yeah. And, and, and back then, everybody was said, absolutely not. There's no way. And I had a gut instinct that I really wanted to do that. And of course, put the asterisk. And then I, I went with everybody else because they just said it was too controversial. And then I go to the bookstore like the next week and, you know, they just start piling in with all the curse words in the title. And as I mentioned before, in one of the reviews, the girl says that this is like a pamphlet, which I do think I have more to expand on this and it's dedicated to the husband that I'm no longer with. So. Okay. I think the universe, if you could find your passion for it again, then I think the universe is saying this is edition one. Edition two is like starting from scratch, different subtitle, different dedication. Um, um, so the, the F thing, you know, I have a book called, uh, how to get successful by fucking up your life. Um, I would say Mark Manson and Jen Sincero completely changed the game. Suddenly everybody was swearing in their titles. I actually think it's a bit overdone now, but I don't, I, I think I like that for you. So, so, um, yeah, you could get a cover designer on Fiverr, um, I believe it's like cover you, you do get what you pay for. I, I've had people who, who go, oh my God, I got this like amazing cover designer on Fiverr and they show me their covers. They think they're amazing. I don't think they're amazing. In terms of cover, I, I do, I do really like yours. What I like to do with covers is literally go to the bookstore and see what are people doing right now? Um, when I did the party girl relaunch, I really looked around and I saw that everybody was doing all these big books, had these big colorful uh, covers with big thick letters. And I realized, oh, we live in an Instagram and Amazon world. So your cover really has to like get attention in this little box. It's not in a bookstore. So, um, and I think with covers, you know, it you gotta be really clear about it's less what you like organically and more like what's this genre that's kind of that's why I like yours your yours I don't think would work for this kind of book as like a big colorful thing I think it works um so you could just do a revamped version or you could do something mm-hmm. totally different yeah use some of the same colors but update it yeah and I'm in marketing so I can tell good design you know yeah yeah exactly okay so those are those are that's our plan now if you were going to commit to that, when do you think you would want to relaunch it? 
February, 2023. I like it. What a realistic plan. So what I would like to do is anyone that I feature on this, how to, how to fix a broken book segment, really get my list excited and behind uh, get listeners behind um, this launch and really hold the people accountable. Um, the other person I had on said he would relaunch Thanksgiving. So you're saying February. So you got to keep me in the loop about that. Okay. Will do. Love this. Okay. So, so let's talk about broken. Now I will tell you, I got confused. So it is a play. It is not a book. It's a play that's on Amazon, but it doesn't, it does say in the description, a play about, um, but I think it should be really clear on the cover and in the title. I agree. Um, so I also read it and went, wait, does this have anything to do with her experience? Why? And why on the, why on the title is it MR? And yeah, I think I was just trying to be cool for a minute. I mean, really, <laughs> really, like there needs to be some self-reflection there. So we make it your name. Part of being an author is building your name all the time. Um, the, the description, again, you have so much more room. There's a quote in the description that says it's in quotes, broken presents a modern day tale, but it doesn't say it's longer. It doesn't say who the quote's from. Oh yeah. That's the X. Oh, okay. But we it's don't, really good. <laughs> we really uh, don't. We, so we don't want that there anyway. We want that in the, in the reviews. Okay. Same author bio situation. This one actually doesn't have a publisher. So that publishing company that you're going to create, this could come from that publisher. Random oh, house. A random house. I don't think you're random. Plan. <laughs> now here's something else. And I am actually not a hundred percent positive about this. I think if you change your publisher, I don't think Amazon allows you to go into the back end. So that would be another re-upload and therefore it would be a losing of reviews. That being said, we have had luck with calling Amazon and coaxing them into, can we please merge these pages and keep the reviews and it has always worked, but it's never a guarantee. Okay. And there's also copying all the reviews, sending them to the same people and saying, I'm relaunching. This is what you wrote last time. Pretty much the same book. That's genius. For some reason, that didn't occur to me. It's a really great idea. Because I know idea. these people. Um, yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, I said this, I've said this before on this show, but one thing that Tim Ferriss did when he launched the four hour work week is he sent out an email with um, subject line, all caps, urgent, and then wrote, today's the day you got to review my book, please. This is take you two seconds. Right, right. Well, and you were very effective with yours. Like, I think I went on and reviewed all of yours because, you. you know, I wanted to support you. And I was like, oh, yay, like my fellow entrepreneur. But like not everybody's like you and, you know, prepare. And I don't know if you experienced this, but like prepare to really resent the friends that don't care. People who are not authors don't get it. Well, what was funny, this is a little bit embarrassing, is I did have friends that were like, okay, when? And they were very detailed about asking me. And then I never saw the, the thing yeah. there. And I thought, well, that's really odd. Turns out they did it on Audible or they did it on Goodreads or something 
totally random different and I didn't find out till a year later I was like oh I feel bad I've been resenting her right I wrote you off and here you and make sure you explain to people they can just copy and paste and um it's the same thing like I'll ask people can you copy and paste it onto Barnes and Noble people don't you know oh you know I hate Goodreads I just have resentments but you know can you copy paste onto Goodreads so okay so do you uh want to plan to I'm not crazy for the broken cover either. Oh, that was a fiver. <laughs> not crazy for you it. You should have seen, like, I would love to show you at some point, the ones that the guy came up with that were, like, so comical. Right. Um, and this is where we went. So, yeah, I'm with you on this. And I've been asked by people who are interested in doing this as a play. There's far too many characters. It it ha- It's problematic. So, you know, my experience growing up was very, um, not that you've asked, oh. <laughs> but single mom, wrong side of the tracks, didn't know I had dyslexia, didn't know I had ADHD. And right. so growing up, like very low self-esteem, very like scared of my own shadow, unless I was drinking or drugging. Right. And then when I get sober, it was very much tied up into that marriage as far as my self-esteem. And a lot of that stuff just came out in, oh, my God, I'm scared to do this. Just release it. Like, yep. don't look too hard. Don't edit too much. Don't do too much. Just if I don't get this out this second, even though it's problematic, I'm never going to do this. And so just having this podcast with you is, like, really helpful. And And I'm in a different place as far as, like, Thank God for TikTok, which diagnosed me with ADHD and dyslexia. Not really, but, you know, it gave me the clues. And then I went and did the doctor stuff and found out, oh, like I'm not a bad person. I actually have these things. So now I have the courage to go back in and make these things like you're talking about, like up to par, a publisher sense. Well, I really relate to that. I am absolutely the same. And I think it's it's, it can be a kind of delightful. I had a friend say it to me last week. She goes, you're the opposite of a perfectionist. You just put out there and she goes, I don't mean to offend you. And I'm like, you don't with the right method. You were on my right method list, right? Cause you're yes. endlessly supportive. Yes. I realized a month and a half after releasing it, like, oh my God, no. And, and then I realized it again. And my poor team has been redoing layouts and re-uploading it. And that's, how I ideate. I, I ideate by doing. I do not get it right and then do it. The wonderful thing about publishing today is we can do that. Mm-hmm. We get to do a redo. And don't forget that that's a delightful quality, that you just go and do it. Do you know how many people are sitting there not doing it because they want it to be perfect? Yes. And, and I used to think I didn't have perfectionism. I was like, oh, no, I don't have it. But I realized you know, it will paralyze me if I try and do it perfect. So I've sometimes got to just go with it. But now, you know, I I don't, I'm not saying I want to do it perfect, but like you're saying, I do want to do it up to par. Gush it up. Um, Well, Misty, thank you so much. If people want to find you online, support you, follow you, all the things, what should they do? McAfee 97. Mm-hmm. You can, that will be Instagram. That will be TikTok. Obsessed with TikTok. Saw your writing the other day. And uh, we'll talk about the Glennon Doyle writing to another day related with that. But yeah. Yep. So 
McAfee 97. And what's the significance of 97, by the way? I think that's when we got our um, our internet. I mean, I think that's when I got oh. 1997. Oh, yeah, it, it was. I remember. Um, well, thank you so much. This has been delightful. You all, thank you so much for listening. Learn from this. Apply this to your own books. And um, I will talk to you next time. Thanks for joining me this week on Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to entrepreneurpublishing.academy where you can get links to show notes and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and all the other places. Speaking of those places, if you got anything out of this show, I can't tell you how much I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. And please, don't forget you can tell an author or entrepreneur friend about the show. Another forget-me-not, my company, Legacy Launchpad Publishing, is available to help industry leaders and those with stories to share at any stage in their publishing journeys, whether that's writing, editing, or publishing. Just go to LegacyLaunchpadPub.com to find out more. And be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode. You know, if you subscribe, you never have to worry about missing one.